3: In the Woods of Alex Rogers. Episode forty four The Last Kid to Learn. I- I- is it safe? I- is it okay to c- c- come out now? Boo. Ah! I'm just kidding Welcome back My fine ferocious Felonious Fine ass friends This is Alex Whoa golly Let's try that again This is Alex Rogers Recording and Reporting From a timeless zone In which your listening Is The now Welcome, welcome, my lovely people. So, we are back in downtown LA today, DTLA, and, uh, you know, it's actually, as far as DTLA goes, a a surprisingly well-behaved day in terms of traffic noise. Now, of course, what happens now that I just said that, I'm sure... All of these streets are gonna be honking and a buzzin and a cussin, but um, right here we are just groovy. Oh my goodness, I'm so groovy. I don't know if I actually really have it in me to complete this show, <laughs> but you know we'll we'll do the best we can. Uh, I'll keep it real with you, my friends. Um, uh, well, let me let me let me back up here. I'll just give you a little bit of a running start. This has been a, a pretty complete day already today with some good recordings. Uh, the reason I'm downtown today especially is, of course, I'm here in the Wild 7 Studios itself, here in our podcast recording room, and I uh, laid down the tracks for a new <gasps> storyscape. Yes, sirs and madams, keep your eyes and ears open. Well, mainly your ears, because, you know, this is a listening medium. But um, we got some stories coming your way. Essentially, one could say season two of Storyscapes coming to a listening app uh, near you. In fact, not even near you, on you, because uh, these phones are the new appendage. In between recordings today, meaning after having done the narration and before sitting down to do this podcast, I treated myself to a little, uh, to a little hit of some cannabis. Shh, 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 shh. Don't tell anybody. And I'm not worried. Only three of you listen to this show. I don't have... Millions of outraged people. Not yet. I don't have mainstream media trying to cancel me. Not yet. Um, so this is just my secret between you and my handful of listeners. I had a little hit or two or three or four of, uh, of some Madame Marijuanas. Some weed. Some tea. Some grass. Some... Yeah. Cannabis, I, I I even like how the proper term for it, cannabis. You know that that is I think I think its proper term is cannabis sativa, and um well what can I say it's a it's a beautiful name even cannabis sounds like a, a drug name that someone came up for it. You got the uh, cannabis? Yes, and you know. Um, when I get nice and freshly baked, like I am right now, um, <laughs> the senses are swimming and the the perception is high and the, and the knowledge is deep, man. Those of you who are not stoned right now are thinking, okay, what? Um, if you are, uh, hey, join along. Get on the frequency. But it brings to mind... I don't think I've ever talked to you all about the first time I ever got stoned. First time, ever. Now, a lot of people start when they are teens. Uh, Oh, geez, and some people start even earlier. You know, some people have said I had my first smoke of a joint at age five, and you're like, damn. Well, I, I certainly... If and when I have children, I really hope that they can try to wait as long as their old man did, because I, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, my friends, <laughs> I was so good as a kid. I was so, so good. So fucking annoyingly good. Uh, didn't do nothing during middle school, high school. I, I I, didn't touch any substance. I, I think I took one hit from a hookah, but it was for a film project. And someone explained to me that it's just flavored tobacco and it won't do anything to your head. And they were right. But my first head-changing experience, smoking weed, was at 21 years old. Now, that's a late bloomer for most experimenters in this world. I will say, though, as much as I have a little bit of a blush imagining some of you professionals out there giving me the, (laughs) after hearing me uh, say that I have uh, been so late in my life, I'm actually quite proud of it. Because here's the reality, folks. I don't think anybody should smoke weed until they themselves really get curious and just can't stand the idea of not trying it this night. That's what it became for me. I truly reached a curious, I want to see what the big hype is about this thing. Uh, But I didn't care, nor have any interest about it in... uh, Is that the same thing? (laughs) I don't care. Try a new choice. I don't have any interest. Okay. Um. I, I just didn't. I was a super nerd. I still am. But now I, like, now I like my Star Wars with some cannabis. Back in the day, Star Wars was, was my cannabis. And, um, you know, a lot of people, they get into it like 13, 14, 15, 16. Nah, me, I, uh, and luckily, my friends, we were all a bunch of dorks. We liked pizza, soda, and goofy-ass movies. That was our jam. Martial arts movies, pizza, soda, sleepover parties, it's a wrap. Hell, my, my good friend, man, this is three for three. I've been mentioning my friend Bobby Van Spike a lot recently because he is indeed an OG bestie. He and I wrote a dang book <laughs> when we were teenagers. Um, you know, just our own silly sci-fi romp. So, and, I, and, and that, by the way, is a tale of for another episode but we had um, plenty of creative outlets I was involved in theater I actually believed in some happiness still, it was good times (laughs) so I didn't need it until I personally found that there was sort of um, almost like a plateau hello I don't know if you heard the honking out there but we are in the city in the city uh-huh. um none of you asked for me to do Joe Walsh in the city and few of you will think I even nailed it having done it but there it is <laughs> and you're welcome so yeah cannabis came a little later in my life i felt like nah, now I'm ready for it. Now I can do it. And I was 21. I was recently 21. And a buddy of mine, different high school buddy, I'm not sure if he would want his name mentioned. So we'll just call it other high school buddy. And he had just turned 21. And so it was a 21 time. And I went uh, down to Riverside, which, if you live in L.A., or if you don't anyway, just imagine if you live in L.A., the drive to Riverside is (laughs) quite a long one. And uh, it ain't by the side of no river, not any that I could see in any road. So, you know, come on now, people. It must have been based on something that the drought and the pageant of time have done away with. But, uh... I went down there, and boy, was it one loaded night. The schedule was, everyone's going to get super baked at the house, and I didn't know what super baked was. I thought, we having cookies? And then we were all going to head out to a strip club, and, uh, or no, no, uh, excuse me, a bar, and then a strip club. And, um, And then eventually, you know, by the time the sun was rising, call it a night. And I'm like, cool, cool. This sounds good. And I was thinking about it on the drive down because it had been mentioned to me. We will be smoking weed, and I thought, well, okay, this is about the time I will try this. I will try this. And and after all, you know, this is a this is a a high school buddy. Now he was just as new to the experience as I was. Maybe he had done it, uh, uh, maybe a, a try or two. I'm not sure, um, but. Uh, this was definitely my very, very first time. And of course, uh, the, the guys there who were doing this, they were a bunch of turtles. <laughs> okay, now let me break that down. I do not mean uh, the reptile. They are reptiles, aren't they? Turtles, they're not amphibians. They're reptiles. They got to be reptiles, right? Pretty sure. I don't have a fact checker here or a check factor here. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we're not talking about those turtles, and certainly not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, although child of the 90s here, shout out, show me where you are, my fellow people. We're talking about, and this is a, a, a slightly OG reference at this point now, but remember the character on Entourage, Turtle? Basically, these were a bunch of sort of chubby guys. You know what they were? They were that weird thing that when you're, like, younger and older guys in their, like, mid to later 20s, and they were, like, fat workout bodies. You know what I mean? It's like they work out, but they're, like, fat, but they're, like, built. But they're fat, but they're built. It's weird. Anyway, and they have these... Uh, jerseys on, these XXXXXL jerseys, and an XXXL size baseball cap or football cap or whatever kind of visored team sports cap it was. Turtle from Entourage, and just as much of a pothead as Turtle was on Entourage. And these guys hand me what looks like a loaded weapon from the future. It turns out it's a bong. And they tell me to hit the bong. And friends, you may think I'm joking when I say I started to knock on the glass bong with my knuckles as if I were rat-a-tat-tatting to come inside some domicile. Uh, but I'm not joking. I actually did kind of give it a little knock and kind of think like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it, cool. Did you want me to do that? And they're like, no, bro. Take, take a hit, smoke it. it, it, it it's, it's, it's your move. Now, I'd never done this before, man. And I got to say, and this is one of the reasons I actually uh, got a job at a dispensary. They were so just do this and figure it out. They were, they, they were almost annoyed that it was my first time. And you know, when it's someone's first time, you got to look out for them, people someone's first time in anything, you got to look out, you know, and and um, I have been there to uh, help people, sp- I'm not going to say pop the cherry, we'll say smoke the cherry uh, of their first cannabis try, and I've been, if I may pat myself on the back, I feel like, well, well, I don't know if I was exemplary, but I was definitely much better than these jokers, these guys were just so like, good, hit it, Steer move, come on, bro. Oh, we're number one. They're number one. Hoot, 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 hoot. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'm gonna hit this weed. Well, anyway, then through the help of my high school friend and then these big turtle guys, I get the instruction on how to light this little bowl of I, I learned everything in one sitting. A bowl, a bong, and a bick. And you put those three together and you take one giant Himalayan meditation mountain breath and sayonara. That was, uh, that was the moment, my friends. <clears throat> and I think, you know, they told me, it's not going to work the first time, so you better keep hitting it. Oh my gosh. I hit it until I quit it. And I was coughing all over the place. I thought I was going to cough up my lungs, my throat, my face. And at first, nothing is really, like, happening to me. Uh, But then we took off, and uh, thank God, no one's driving. We, We were responsible. And this is before Ubers, my friend, so we probably overpaid for some taxi cab. Although, whatever, all these ride shares are overpaid. Why would you say that? Oh, oh we're going to have to shut down this uh, podcast because, uh, you know. No, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the we take a cab ride over to a bar. And, folks, I'm not a fan of mixing cannabis and beer because at the time I was highly inexperienced in both fields. And I'll even keep it real right now. I ain't much of a drinker. I rarely have beers, rarely have wine. You'll, I'm really rarely will you ever see me take like a hard alcohol shot, you know. Um, but you'll see me smoking cannabis on the daily and the nightly. So it all about evens out, I'd say. But uh, there we go into this bar where we're now holding, I think all I could do is hold my beer bottle for a while and more on that in a second. But what I remember the most is that it's that feeling where the first time in your life, you know that this is not normal, that the effects of cannabis are coming over you and you're looking through different eyes and they haven't really nailed it yet in, like, movies, because they always exaggerate it. It's not like you enter some wonderland. It just, for me, it almost feels like I have sort of energy shining out of my face and sometimes my limbs. My sense of humor and sort of, like, wild, almost Terry Gilliam level of absurdity comedy just goes crazy in my mind. And visual stimuli and... Audio stimuli are just delightful. And then I would soon find out. (laughs) uh, Taste stimuli. My gosh. Food. Your first few times when high. Those first few munchies before you just like overdo it later in life. Oh, chef's kiss. Whatever you decide to eat on some of those first few stoned voyages. Oh, ambrosia, my friends. Food for the gods. Well, what I remember the most is that this was one of those bars that had sort of like a, not really like, I guess it was mainly, it was sort of like a dance, but sort of like a a hangout where everyone just sort of stands, and uh, without the music, we would just hear them all going like, I know, I know, right, yeah, exactly, oh, totally. And, um, sorry, let me take a little swig of water here. Okay,
2: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
3: Hopefully you heard a nice little little swishy gulp right there. As George Carlin said, a sound that just makes you, well, kind of feel like you're going on home. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I remember stepping in and there was this huge projector screen on the wall. So they were playing the music video for Flock of Seagulls' I Ran. You flock of seagulls. You know why we're here, and I finally understood that line when I saw this video because I'm looking at the little caption saying "flock of seagulls," and I think, oh yeah, the Pulp Fiction line. And I look at their hairdos, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> flock of seagulls. <laughs> and of course, that is funnier than it really should be, but I'm I'm high, and just I have to say, my friends, that was a perfect video because if you watch this music video of. I ran. And you know this one, the... I walked along the avenue. I never thought I meet a girl like you. Made a girl like you. And I ran. It's Iran. I ran so far away. It's Iran. No, it's Iran. Don't try to make it political. I couldn't get away. Dun, 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 dun. So yeah, um, that is a strange music video because as I recall, remember this is based on a stoned memory, so I might be wrong, but I remember that they have like this white fog all around them and the camera is kind of doing this slow 360 degree spin while locked on the main singer as he's either jamming on some keyboards or playing some percussion or something, and I think he's singing it all to you. But no one's really running in the video. You're just kind of slowly spinning in this mirrored... It's a smoke and mirrors room, if you will. And and yeah, if, if anyone here is going, well, this all sounds lovely, but I have no intention of smoking weed... Uh, look at the visuals to the music video of, uh, of uh, four, uh, four non-blondes. No, wrong group. Uh, flock of seagulls. <laughs> four non-blondes. And I said, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, don't do the whole thing. I said, hey. No, I, Alex, I said, what's going on? Okay. Do you feel better now? Did you get that out of your system? The people came here. They paid good. Well, actually, they didn't pay. This is free. But they're giving their time. And you're starting to get a little tangential, gentle, gentle. Well, um, yeah, I think that, that that visual is a good... Uh, this The whole aesthetic of that music video of Flock of Seagulls I Ran is... Um, kind of like that that that's a good estimation of sort of the the experience the sensorial experience of getting high for the first time and it was so sweet because at that moment i got so lost in the video that i the the glass or the excuse me the bottle that i was holding of some beer that i probably did not want to drink but i'm just holding like a prop cuz i don't want to be a loser it just falls And gravity just oh so eagerly just gobbles up and drinks up that shattering, sudsy mess that just spreads all over the ground. I hear in the distant cockles of my ancestral mind, party foul, party foul, party foul. And then this very sweet uh, gal who worked there, she came up and she was like, Because you know what happened, and this was very funny, I think I was, well, for all I know, the combination of now mixing alcohol with the weed gave me the brilliant idea that all I'd have to do to right this wrong is to kneel down and slowly sift together all of the suds and glass back into its complete, unbroken, bottle-full form. Thank goodness, this very sweet lady came up and she said, "Oh no, no, um, um, sweetie, um, all good. I got it, I got it." And she came in with her, <laughs> with her broom and everything, and I kind of just went on my merry way. Oh God! And then we went to a strip club that night, and you know that was a new thing for me. Look, folks, everything in the life of Alex Rogers has been late blooming anything rated r you can think of i got there late i'm late i'm late i'm late for eh, some important dates and um but i get there my friends i i have a phrase i like to say i'm always the last kid to learn but i do learn so yeah you know i uh I, I definitely had a, a... That was a memorable night. I, all I remember about the strip joint is everyone's name ended with the letter I. Tori. Cindy. Candy. Fanny. Oh, don't say that in England. And, and that was, you know, those, those nights are... Oof, yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip clubs. Strip clubs, my friends, I don't think I ever want to go to one again. I've been to a few... I'd tell you all if I frequented them. I haven't. I've been to a few in my time. And as much as the base male in me does love the exterior show of what's happening on a female level, uh, a a bigger part of me starts to get very depressed when I see, as I get older, oh, ah, there's a lot of pain and sadness going on in this room, and we're covering it up with... um, a, 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 a distraction that is getting less and less enticing the more I'm watching it. Especially when you have a voice like mine going, there's Tori, she enjoys long walks on the beach and enjoys fashion, and she's desperately trying to get out of this shitty lifestyle. So yeah, I, I um, my heart and support to you out there who do what you do at night, and really any hour of the day, that people might judge, but you're simply doing to get by, or indeed perhaps you find an artistic thing. I gosh, I didn't mean to make this about uh, strip clubs, but you know, a friend of mine—I'll also leave her nameless, just to just in case I don't just start losing friends here and there. Um, but she took up stripping for a while because it intrigued her. She genuinely thought that there was an art and a style and a a culture to it, so you know. All that is to say, yee-haw, my support. I just hope whatever joint is going down has um, some respect going on within it. Aside from that, my friends, and I think I I'm, I, I hope this story was well a entertaining and b had any. Um, cognition to it because uh, I'm still slightly in the cannabis experience of today. But I can't let this episode end without briefly sharing a little something that happened this week in which I tapped into an energy that is not so cannabis-y, not so stoned and goofy and laid back. I had to get confrontational this week. And I'll just simply tell you what happened. I'll try to make it as frill- Reduced as possible, but thrill additives included. Um, This was at work. We are still, as of right now, in the early part of February 2022, in a work environment, in a department store, in a grocery store, the culture is still masked. We don't have like a you cannot at all be here without a mask rule, although I kind of wish we did. But, you know, we can't kick you out for that. But we do ask, I certainly do ask, that you keep your mask on. Guy comes up to me, and I'm at the register right now, and he's got a chin diaper going on right now. Now, you all know the chin diaper, right? That's a pretty common term in our current COVID culture. Little alliteration for you, literary nuts out there. Um, the The mask is still happening. It just is what it is. And also, folks, it's a sign of respect because if you look around you in most places of business right now, the majority—and I mean the vast majority—of people, certainly, especially the employees and management. They are masked. So this guy comes up. And the worst part is, is that he's got the chin diaper. He's got the damn mask under his chin. And he just kind of expects to be served like anyone else. And I said, hey, would you mind please lifting the mask, sir? To which he says, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. What? No, sir. I'm not going to serve you until you pull your mask up all the way. He then starts taunting and antagonizing me. Like a school bully. Like the little fucker who you tell don't touch the buttons and then they hover their fingers over the buttons and go, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. See? See, I'm not touching it. He started doing that. And this guy, by the way, he had to have been, I'm going to say, mid-40s. So again you're older than I, sir. Maybe you should be leading the way in maturity. And he starts tiptoeing around saying, no, I'm not going to put my mask up. In fact, how about this? I'll, I'll just stand right here by the door, which by the way, my register is right by the entrance door. So he's not that far away. It's still bothering me that he's talking aloud. And folks, I'm not making this up. We're not in some tame period. We're in the middle of Omicron. We're in the middle of lots of people still getting sick. And then this guy proceeds to say, besides, this whole thing's made up anyway. Folks, I got so angry right there. I felt just just angry at this dude. Now, I also felt and I and I'm not going to say that this was my prominent thought cuz I don't want to sound all virtuous here but it was also within my thinking how fucking dare you I know people I I've been very blessed knock on wood There you heard that okay now we both know I knocked on wood Um I don't know anyone personally yet and I hope it remains not as such, who's died from COVID. But I know people who have lost family members to COVID. And I have no reason to doubt them. Look at what everyone else is going through all over the world. This shit is real and people are dying from it. It does happen. So you can say you don't like this reality. You can say this reality sucks, but no one gets to say this is all a hoax. That's just insulting to... The living and the dead. So I let him have it. Now, I'm at work. I don't let any expletives fly, but I did give out some what I like to call heightened English. And I just said, hey man, no. You know exactly what you're saying and what you're doing. Either get out entirely or put your mask on. Now, at this point, my voice has risen to indeed that sort of sternness that you hear back there. And this is where the Thing gets delightful. The guy's wife runs up. Is everything okay here? What's going on? And I... I This is where I sort of fog over it because I was so heated, folks. That just triggered the motherfuck out of me. The First, you're not going to put the mask on after I ask you nicely. Then I repeat it, and then you're going to in- instantly pull a little meh, 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 and then you're going to top it off With a, this doesn't exist. Well, I kind of repeated that to her, but very succinctly. I said, well, he doesn't want to wear his mask and he knows exactly what he's doing by not doing that. You know, something like that. Here's the best part. Then she goes, they're, they're by the entrance. She takes him outside and I can't really hear what they're saying, but she's definitely grilling him. And he's looking like a punished son, not a husband. And he's like nodding his head and kind of moping. And then I hear kind of like from him. And I hear her going, no, because so it's like, shit, it's that. Let me explain to you how this is. Now, I was so fucking angry. Two of my coworkers, bless their souls. They were like, one of them was, was playing the very good cop card, <clears throat> excuse me, to them. And the other one was like whispering over my shoulder, Alex, let it go, breathe, breathe, Alex. Now, folks, how do you all feel when you're turned up to at least 8 out of 10 on the red meter? Maybe even approaching a mushroom cloud laying TNT superfly, what was it? I'm a superfly TNT mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. I I know I messed up the line, but you know what I'm trying to get for. When you're close to that place and someone tells you breathe, oh my gosh, not helpful, not helpful. Even though he's not wrong, it is hell. I I should be breathing, you know? Well, the dude comes back in. He gives this half-ass apology where he says, and by the way, at first his mask is now up, kind of sort of covering his nose and therefore his mouth. He comes in all sulky and shit and he goes, sorry, man, it's just, I, I just hate these rules and regulations. I'm tired of this. I just want this to be over. Now, you know, I, I, I could have cooled down at that point and been like, yeah, well, you know, But as he's saying this, his mask shuffles all the way back down his face and right back under his chin. And he shows zero cognizance or awareness, that's the same thing, of that uh, shuffling down off his face. And I wasn't in the mood to hear a guy say he's just over it when we have to wear masks for eight motherfucking hours a day. And your waddly ass can fucking wear it for maybe 15, 20 minutes when you come in. Is that too much to ask for? Apparently it is. So I just said, no, man, look, we're all tired of it. And once again, your mask is off, I tell him. <laughs> and then he wants to argue all over again. And I said, look, 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 we're not going to agree on this. So have a good day. And I said it very hostilely, like that. And I gotta say, he deserved all the vitriol that he had come in his way. I feel a little bad for the wife now. Because when I said, have a good day, like that to them, she came back with, oh, all right, sir, you have a good day too. Kind of like, please, please, let's, let's, let's get over this. I want to go now. I feel a bit bad about that now. I do. I mean, I, 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 part of me just wanted to rope them both into this. But really, when you think about it, she, she didn't know what was going on. She came in late wondering why two grown men are raising their voices at each other. And, that's, and if that's not a terrible uh, model for, or not a model, but like a, a tableau of what we know humanity, we have always seen somewhere on earth two men facing off, and a lady between them trying to maintain the peace, (laughs) and they're too fucking turned up to listen to her. But I did feel bad about what I perceived to be a little bit of frightened agitation in her voice. I feel bad about that. And putting the care and consideration for her in a safe corner, going back to her husband... I'm sorry, ma'am, but motherfucker had it coming. And sometimes, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, folks, a lot of the time, I let dummies have their say. But sometimes a dummy gets to know how much of a dummy they're being.
1: What makes a life a good one?
3: Well, I was heated and whatnot afterwards. It was advised by friends who I told to not carry it on my shoulders much longer. I did, of course. I went through everything else that you do when you have a heated confrontation. I went through the regret parts. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have been so heated. And then I went through the uh, parts that didn't feel like I did enough, where I was thinking, oh, now fuck that guy. I should have gone harder in the paint. I should have really stressed to him and made him feel guilty about how many people are dead and him taking it lightly is an affront to it. And look, I think I did the best I could. I don't like confrontations. I really don't. If I had it my way, we all would know better than to say stupid shit. But um, me included, by the way. Me included. However, chemistry and physics happen. And men pissing each other off happens. And I gotta say, I don't feel bad at all about speaking up to someone who's saying something that really does desecrate the memory of a lot of real things that are happening right now. All that aside, I intend to continue to keep it goofy and friendly. Yes, I'll get animated. Yes, I might even get pissed off. But I'm very glad that I can tell you this from a balanced center today. And I just hope I can always get back to that center. And I wish the same for you, my friends, because I know without even knowing you that you are maintaining a balance, you are losing your balance, and you are regaining your balance. All of those cycles, day in, day out, no doubt about. We'll talk again real soon. I'm looking forward to it too. And in the mean in between, thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme.